Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Vince Size Podcast Show. Today's show, we're going to talk about the, uh, the NFC Divisional Round from last week, recap. And then we're going to talk about the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship picks. picks. Um, and, uh, with, and also with some head coaching hires as well. And, um, and uh, some coaches are, are you know, uh, I think uh, some ultra stuff down. Uh, just one of the coaches. I, I, but anyway, with that being said... Garrett, how was your week, and how was your weekend, my guy? And welcome to the show. What's, what's going on, Vince? Uh, my week has been, uh, week, the week's been good. Um, last couple of days of work have been a little crazy, but, you know, we powered through, we pushed through. But, um, it's, I mean, my weekend, I mean, I had to work last weekend. I have this weekend off, thankfully. But, um, all, but all in all, I'm good. I'm good, though. All right. What about you, Patrick? Welcome to the show, my, my guy. First time on the show. What's going on, bro? Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, Vince, man. I'm, I'm having a great week, man. This has been a, a pretty good week. Not nothing too bad. Just kind of like a normal week, just working a lot and grinding. Excited for the weekend. Kind of get to relax a little bit and... Hopefully get to watch some football and hopefully get to watch some victories. Uh, yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show, man. As always, good sir. Give you a round of applause, indeed. Fully deserving of that, and then some. Considering the best room, Spotify, Green Room, rocked it today. On overall, we're gonna rock it right now. Almost to the point of having dramatics like the Lakers, which is comeback right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're very funny, Andrew. I love you, bro. Um, what's going on, bro? All right, uh, Jody. Jody, how was your weekend? And how was your how's your week been going, my guy? Weekend's fine, man. Thanks for having me. Week's been going good, you know. Braves national champion, national champion, and things is great on this side of town. I feel you, I feel you. There you go. All right. Tez, how has your week been going, my guy? Week's been going good. Still breathing, still smelling in the air, even though it's COVID, but still breathing in that fresh air. Um, my week seems good. Making money, staying out the way, and doing it all over again. Yes, sir. Breeze always, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well... Let's get it on. Let's get it on, shall we? We get. Let's get it on with the Bengals and Titans, shall we? Listen, that was a. Listen, I know people could say it was boring, but listen, man, deep defensively it was good. I, I can't. I can't believe what I saw, man. Listen, shout out to Joe Burrow. Shout out to Chu. Who Who would have thought Eli Apple would have you know end with the game winning? With game winning with the uh with the field goal. But uh, listen, man. Um, I mean, I, th- I think Tennessee forward, man. I mean, and I'm not gonna mention no names. Um, and Andrew, you know who I'm talking about. I'm not gonna mention no names, but someone said Tannehill is a top five quarterback in the league. But I'm not gonna mention who said that. But listen, man, Tannehill is listen. He's mid. Um, you know, I thought Tennessee should have ran the ball more. I, I didn't. I mean, I know they were trying to limit Derrick Henry, and I get that. But uh, but you know what's crazy? Tennessee had a lot, a lot of sacks, but they lost. They lost. Normally, when you have a lot of sacks, you win. And that's crazy. That's crazy. That's mind-boggling. And you know what's crazy? I thought Tennessee had the momentum when A.J. Brown got that touchdown. So you saw that, Jody? With that amazing touchdown to A.J. Brown, I thought Tennessee had it right there. Amazing touchdown, amazing 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought the rate they won right there. Agreed. But however, what Andrew, what did I say last podcast? In order the Bengals to win this game, is their defense has got to step up. And what happened? Their defense stepped up. Now now listen. Now I will say this, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm a little worried about the O line. After watching that game, obviously. But, however, listen, a win is a win. Um, you know, shout out to the Bengals. But, to me, the losers for this game is Tennessee. They had it. They had it. I, this game should have went to overtime. But, listen, it is what it is. What it is. Um, and shout out to the Bengals. They deserve to win this game because they, to my, in my opinion, they play smart. That's, that's, that's how it is. And shout out to Joe Burrow. And the Bengals are going to the AFC Championship. So, Garrett, your thoughts about this game. Garrett. Garrett, you there, Matt? All right, Pat, go ahead. Um, yeah, man. Um, looking at all the games that weekend, I was I was kind of looking at the teams, and I thought this was like the least exciting matchup. And turning out to be a pretty good game. I just think these two teams were the weakest teams left in the playoffs. But you know, the Bengals somehow found a way to win despite not having uh, a. Online, it seems like it seems like they had a bunch of college D two guys blocking out for Joe Burrow out there, man. I, I feel bad for the guy. He took fifty one sacks on the regular season. He ended up taking nine in this game alone. It was just brutal. Um, this might be a little bit different now going against Kansas City. They don't have as strong of a front seven. Mm. So. Possibility, you know, maybe they get a chase at a very special time. So, in this league, and he's putting the league on notice. You get this guy an offensive line, and Joe Burrow has a chance at, at really creating good legacy for himself. Yep. Jody. So Tannehill is also Tannehill from now on. I agree. I agree, Pat. I agree. He's, he's definitely Um, Great game. Uh, I can't believe that Tennessee lost this game, and I really want to blame your coach for trying to make Julio Jones be this super big target that they didn't even have this whole game, I mean, this whole year. So you're trying to make him into the Brian Tannehill's number one option. I understand that, but you're right. You definitely should have ran the ball more. I know Derek Henry got stopped on a fourth and a short earlier in the game. Yeah. But man, come on. You've got to play better than that. And that last throw by Ryan Tannehill, you don't want to win. Exactly, bro. Why are you not running the ball? You don't want to win if you're throwing that ball in the heavy traffic like that, bro. So, all in all, I'm really happy that the Bengals won this yeah. game because they deserve it. You know what I mean? You yeah. Kicker, you put your kicker in the moment when you need him the most. So, hey, kudos to the Bengals. They played a great, great game. Tennessee got to get right back to the fucking boardroom. This, this wasn't a pretty season. I know they had a lot of injuries and Mike Babel. He kept them above flow all year with all the things that happened to Lamar. So, yeah. I understand that part, but the way their defense was looking, man, this whole game, they definitely had a chance to go to the NFC Championship and face Kansas City because that 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 was that was just atrocious from the offense. Gotta do better. Than that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you're right, Jody. And uh, and look and looking now, Jody, I, I think you guys might want, might might have won that trade if you look at it. So I mean, the Tennessee lost. Yes, yeah, so, there you go. So anyways, Tez, what were your thoughts about that game? Um, it's crazy how the Bengals shut down Derrick Henry, but 
again, Derrick Henry just coming back from a foot injury. So imagine if Derrick Henry never had a foot injury. Mm. Totally different ball game. But shout out to Joey Burrow, nine sacks, still got the job done. Um, hopefully that the football guys give the Bengals to the Super Bowl because I don't want the Chiefs in there. But let's see what's going to happen Sunday. Tannehill sold at, sold at the last minute. Um, at that point, if I was the Tennessee's front office, I would consider looking for another QB, in my opinion. Oh, well, uh, they're stuck now, in my view, so. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary, you there? No, it's all good. Uh, good, go, go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's all good, it's all good. It's like, what were your thoughts about the game? Um, well, let's see, because, what, that was last, that was last weekend, so, um, that was a game I kind of missed part of it because I had worked that day, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Part of the job. Um, very interesting game. Um, the, bing, uh, the bing, Bengals, the offensive line, once again, is, the offensive line is, the offensive line, once again, is showing its rings up the head, and it could hopefully, I mean, knock on wood, not, you know, saying that uh, Joe Burrow may, you know, be limited in terms of, like, what he can do at Cincinnati, but if that offensive line continues to, like, allow him to get sacked nine times like he did last week, because, like, you can't tell me that you're going to get away with your QB getting sacked six or more times every week and continue to not get beat. That's not. That's just not going to happen. Yep. Because you're not going to play below average quarterbacks or average quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill is. Like Ryan Tannehill is, whether he oh whatever whatever. So that's why I feel. So that's that's why I think. But very I'm but very impressive how they kind of responded. Yep. Jamal Chase is that dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely the rookie of the year to me, depending on how you feel about Mac Jones, uh, so I understand that, but if I were voted, which I'm not, I would take uh, Jamar Chase as rookie of the year this year, at least off of the rookie year that, that is. So, Cincinnati's building something. There's, like I said, they're, they're still a flawed team, but like I said, they have pieces on both sides of the ball. The, the defense is very underrated. Um, it's not perfect, but it's like I think it's good enough. It's gotten to this point, but um, um, it was like I said, T- Tannehill cost Tennessee this game. There's no way you run the ball for over nearly 150 yards. Your defense has nine sacks, and you lose that game. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Yep. Okay, okay, be the road team, the home team, like that can't happen. But yet, Tennessee lost that game, and they're at home, and uh, we, Cincinnati is playing this week for a chance to go to Super Bowl. But we'll see. We'll see, yeah. Andrew, what was your thoughts about this game, bro? Well, 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 first, for the affirmation person who thought he thought that Ryan Tannen made or Tannenil was playing as a top five quarterback last year, that happened to be Sean Coleman. So I don't know mm. Sean Coleman on because Sean Coleman has been very vocal about this and has tried to troll me somehow about trying to make Ryan Tannenil seem good. You heard right, people. Someone tried to say that Ryan Tannehill was above average and better than Derek Carr and better than Kirk Cousins, who I don't like as a quarterback, and yet tried to make Ryan Tannehill seem like it's way better than Teddy Bridgewater. Only when Ryan Tannehill. 
time we all deserve to have in Kawhi Leonard Lab. <laughs> Whenever anyone tries to give you nonsense about mediocre quarterbacks and trying to make them seem better than what they are. And we'll lose to one mediocre quarterback who still could go to the Super Bowl later on. Because Vince knows who I'm going to be referring to with that. Mm. But something, you know, as Sass has mentioned a little bit, at the beginning of the game, they did contain Derrick Henry a bit, but then he got going and Dawson Foreman got going, and they were running the ball down the Bengals' throats in the third quarter until Mike Rabel thought that it was going to be okay to have Ryan Tannehill have the ball in his hands and throw the ball. And when that ball was thrown, that second interception happened. Yes, it was deflected. This was one and three. That you could say wasn't his fault, but he still threw it. And he still threw it to a guy that was right there and killed all of the momentum. Go with the whole thing. What happened? Nothing, nothing. You can go ahead. That buzzer was major just now. Like someone's <laughs> shot clock ran out right there. But yeah, Jody with the whole buzzer there. <laughs> but no, we, we, saw, we saw the momentum after mixing such shell. With the Titans driving back down the field when it was 16-6, going right there. And we saw at the end of the game when Ryan Tannehill threw late and that Eli Apple wants to be inspired to be on Twitter this whole week or the next day and have his moment of rare glory. And that's what it was. So this is what it was when we said the only way the Titans could lose that game if it Ryan Tannehill became Ryan Tannehill again. And he did just that. And I will say, they do have a chance to move on from him and try to be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes with that. They do have some draft capital with that. And Ryan Tannehill is not expensive compared to many other quarterbacks. But it's still going to be a whole thing that they will be at least behind a few teams. But they certainly would be an attractive destination at Aaron Rodgers. We'll look forward in terms of one of his options. Well, 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 well. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Aaron Rodgers in a Titans jersey? Is that what you're saying? It's it's a it's an option for him, man. It's it's a better option than going to Denver, honestly. Mm. I mean, I see. Okay, when 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 you when you want to talk about talent, you know, talent level, I definitely see what you're saying. We'll talk about we'll talk about we'll talk about it. Um real quick, real quick. Well, Andrew, you know which game I'm gonna go next because it's me and Pat's game. I'm gonna go off because Niners and Packers, it's my fucking podcast. I'm gonna go off. Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers, we went we listen. No one gives it listen, shout out to Lucas. I know he picked us, but listen, man. Like, I know my buddy Ace. He said we had no chance. I know my buddy of mine's over here. My buddy of mine's over here. We d- didn't give us a chance. Uh, you know, it, you know what's crazy? I read people's stats. You know, Rodgers is 0-3 against San Francisco in the playoffs. I said that last last week's podcast. And now he's 0-4. So, listen, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it raw. I'm going to keep it raw on my pod. Okay? I had seven heart attacks in that game. Okay? Because n- nothing was going our way. Okay? Garoppolo was doing interceptions. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give some def- credit to the defense and to the special teams because let's face, let's keep it real. He was having a heart attack in those sweeps, 
no doubt about it. No, no, I will. Andrew, I was. But let's keep it real. The halftime, the halftime score should have been 7-6. It should have been. But but that didn't happen. Okay? So with that being said, listen, we got, we got to give credit to special teams. We got to give credit to D'Amico Ryans. Because with, the, with that, remember, Andrew, we said last week's pod, what's the weakness for Green Bay? The special teams, right? Special teams are, are their weak links. And you saw it from that game. Okay, shout out to the U.S. Shout out to the, that USC safety, you, Pat. You know who I'm talking about. And then shout out to Debo, man. Debo is a mother is a motherfucker, man. Let's go, Debo! Oh, uh, and and but by the way, Packer fans, Packer fans, you, you guys are going. Uh, you know, pack yourselves to home. You're going to home. Uh, you guys enjoyed Aaron Rodgers. You guys enjoyed Devontae Adams. They're leaving y'all. So you know, Mister Ro- Aaron Rodgers. Now you can listen to Joe Rogan. You know, now you know now you're now you're in peace. Okay, now you can go to Pat, Pat McAfee, which I saw you on Pat McAfee's show to, 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 uh, this week. So I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be fun. I'm trying to keep you real now, okay? Because listen, I'm, I'm having the same energy because no, no, no one picked us. No, listen, 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 Andrew. Listen, Andrew. No one picked us except for Lucas and my, and myself. So there we go. You know but it, oh, you, uh, well, no one picked you on the show before Lucas goes. But you know, you had a there. You had a few people that were there Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you for having me on the show, Vince. Yes, sir. The late appearance. You good? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna take the victory lap for picking the Niners because guess what, dude? All right, hey guys, can you answer a question for me real quick? Go ahead. Hey guys, what is Eli? What is Eli Manning known for in the playoffs? Clutches. Clutches. More crazy. Meeting time, Brady. What does Eric Rogers do for in the playoffs? Allegedly, basically, he's choked since what 2010. All right. A, I rest my case. B. Okay, Vince. Vince, you know who? Uh, Vince, you know who uh, also picked the Packers? Uh, Joe Rogan. All right. Oh shit. Okay, he doesn't know shit about football. He doesn't know <laughs> shit about vaccines. Aaron Rodgers, why are you going to him for vaccination advice? Okay, but fuck all that. Uh, unreal win by the Niners, and honestly, uh, it's crazy to see where the Niners are. Given, like Andrew touched on earlier, their mid quarterback situation. Yeah, I'm with that, Lucas. Thank, thank you, Pat. You're a Niners fan, but how do you feel? I'm sure you were having a heart attack. I saw your tweets, Pat. Patrick, talk your shit. Patrick, talk your shit. Yeah, bro, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Niner gang, all the way, faithful already. Not only were the Niners really good in this game, we did it without. We won both games without passing over 200 yards, without having a single rusher in either game for over 100 yards, and we won two and zero in the playoffs. The team's just gonna keep doubting us. I love it. We feed off that. And the Niners are just going to keep doing their thing. This defense looks the same electricity on it as it did the year we went to the Super Bowl. Mm. And something that needs to be talked about more is Fred Warner. Yep. Is a arguably the best linebacker in football. There's not arguing. I'll give people a debate. Oh, I'll give oh. people a debate. But I still, I still think that he's the best. I don't want to be super biased. No, there's only, there's only one name. No, no, uh, Jody, Jody, there's only one name. There's only one name. And I'm sorry, it's Bobby Wagner still. Okay, that's all. <laughs> okay. Other than that, name, other than that name, Patrick, I think it's okay to say that he's the best linebacker right now in and, the league. And who made the biggest play in that game, I felt, was Fred Warner. Because not only did the Green Bay Packers come out in that first drive and just easily score, but they were really rolling in that second drive, and Fred Warner just sucked the life out no, of him. No, he did. He did. Yep. Yep. He sucked the life out of him. 
What about what about the what about the tart play, What about the tart play? Tart play was great too. Yeah, that was a crazy. I mean, Jaquees Tart deserves all the credit as well, man. Our safeties in the backfield might be one of the, some of the best safety combos we have. In Shout out race. Jimmy. But now, now the best best defense in the playoffs is still yep in the playoffs, and that's no shade at the Rams defense because I do think the Rams defense is elite. I just think we're a better defense. They have a better offense. We have a better defense. That's fine. So. And also, Debo Samuel put everybody on league notice that regular season, he can put up numbers, playoffs, he can make big plays. Third and eight, and you're going to run the football? Oh, and he's going to get you a first down for the win? Man. Hey, Pat, don't forget about Ayuk, bro. Let's go Ayuk, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ayuk too, man, but Debo's the man. Debo's the man. And also, don't show any shade at uh, our boy um, Jimmy G because... He played played solid, especially in the first quarter, and his receivers were not not catching the football. George Kittle Kittle catches that, that might be a touchdown. So I just want to say, I don't think, you know, Jimmy G is the greatest quarterback, but he also didn't sell us, you know. I know he had that one interception. He is mid. He is mid, but he's not Tanner mid. So my case is over. All right. Jody, flashback real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Since I didn't get a chance to talk about Tannehill, did you guys see the clip of Mike Hilton saying, "I know Ryan Tannehill's gonna throw that screen pass"? Did you guys see that? No, I did not. Okay, people, they said, but alluded to that. I alluded to that, Lucas, in terms of that screen pass with Mike Hilton jumping up because he knew it was coming. But go, go, go ahead. What I'm saying there. No, I just, no, I just, yeah, exactly, bro. I just said last week, you know, Tannehill is so predetermined as a quarterback. You need to be more adaptable, read and react. You knew the second he caught that snap, it was going to the fucking screen. And so did Mike Hill. That's what I said. I said, if I knew it, Mike Hill just fucking knew it. So I just, he's fucking mid, Tannehill is. That's all I have to say, really. So about this game, man, I feel like Green Bay did everybody, not Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Did everybody wrong. Did everybody wrong. Because Patrick, like Patrick said, the Niners did not have a running back go over 100 yards. Yep. Did not have a receiver go over 100 yards. The Niners are just playing football. They're playing good football. And what you do out there is force feed Devontae the ball. Like, you just don't give a fuck in some scenarios when this is the playoffs, bro. And you lose to the Niners by three points because you couldn't get 14. It's simple. It's simple math. Aaron Rodgers, all you needed was 14 points. Well, I say this in terms of one of the few people to sort of um, defend him this whole week. First, the one thing that you can't defend from him was on that heave to Adams down the field. Yep. This oh my God! In the game with Allen, Allen Zark was clearly open coming across the field on the uh, coming on the in route where he was open with that. That was clearly a whole rash decision by Rodgers, thinking that, oh, I'm just going to throw it up to Adams, even if he's in double coverage. Even if he was Randy Moss, that would have been an X. And Devontae Adams, the one thing about him besides not having blazing speed is he's not an incredible leaper. So that's going to be a big yes. ass him with that. Now, with that being said, everywhere else in that game, in terms of receivers and how they miss. Robert Tunyon and Marcus Valdez-Scantlin. Yep. Alan Lazar, the rest of that game, 
could not get open. Mercedes Lewis, the turnover, big turnover, that's what it yeah. was with that. Randall Cobb, sure as hell, shouldn't have been on the field, rushed back, couldn't get even open, even if someone was covering him that was 90 years old. And then mm-hmm. the thing about this is that when you're facing that Niners pass rush, and without Elson Jenkins and David Bacchiotti, the Packers got away with their line, including the first game against the 49ers and only giving up one set. They got away with their line playing way above its head. And it was not ready for Armstead, for Bosa, for Imagon, for Arden Key, for all of them there with that. And need this be said right here, because we mentioned the Packers special teams. Mm. Matt LaFleur, who's a quality guy, players love him with that, but this guy decided to uh, promote his friend to be the special teams coach. Mm. And we saw this season with how bad the Packers special teams was and the fact that you had not one, but the rare two kicks blocked in a playoff game. A chip shot field goal. Bitch, you were saying it should have been 7-6 earlier yep. at the end of the first half. And Packers fans definitely know it should have been 10-3 for them. Yep. And they had that routine kit block. And then for Maurice Drayton's whole unit to give up a damn punt block. And not only give up the punt block, but inside your own 10. And then for them to recover and score the touchdown. This is why... Richard Hightower, the 49 special teams coach, and D'Amico Ryans, they deserve all of Kyle Shanahan's check because they say Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDonald's ass all the way through last week with that. Matt LaFleur, you got to take that one on Aaron Rodgers with that, as well as the fact that when you aren't as healthy as another team going into the playoffs, if you don't play perfect, yep. you are going to go home. So, yeah. This is what it is. Aaron, he had even a higher QBR than Brady, but the QBR, he wasn't even the number one A-Rod in the building because A-Rod was in the stands getting dimed out by Fox. <laughs> yes, that out for our three guys. Mm. So, yeah, that was hilarious. So that's all I'm going to say about that back. It's a bottle. I understand, Andrew. Football, baby. Andrew, I understand what you just said. I, I really do, bro. But you are you are so right, bro. This man, Matt Lafleur and Andrew and Aaron Rodgers, bro, they gotta take it on the head. They gotta take it on the chair, bro. They should have definitely won this game. They did. They did a lot of people a disservice. A lot of motherfuckers lost money this weekend. Yeah. We know why. Jody, they Matt Lafleur holy money. It sound like. Hey, you know, I just know, you know, you know, I just know, I just hear, I just hear the streets talking in Vegas. Vegas is. They <laughs> are, man. Now I will say this before we move on. Now, well, obviously we were talking about Rodgers. Let me let me ask you that. Let me get you, okay because obviously Ryan Clark tweeted at I was tweeted at him because this man was saying this man Rodgers should go to the Pittsburgh. Because I'm like, listen, I, I like Tom. Listen, listen, I like Tomlin. I'm not obviously Pittsburgh doesn't have a good old line. See, my guess is going to be Denver uh, because obviously the you saw Denver's hiring the offensive coordinator for the Packers. So where do you think? Rodgers' next target is going to be. I think it's going to be Denver. Garrett, what do you think Rodgers is going to go? Um, well, it, I, honestly, what, everybody's going to say Denver, but like Denver's roster, Denver's roster, like they have the weapons. The defense is really good. Um, 
the, the offensive line, it's not great, but it's not terrible. But they play in arguably the toughest division in the AFC, top to bottom, and it's not even close. It's not even close. You look at the, you look at the AFC West, and you look at every team in that division, and you compare it to the AFC East, the AFC South, and the AFC North. Well, AFC North, depending on how you feel about Pittsburgh, depending on what Pittsburgh's going to do next year, they play in arguably the toughest, the second toughest division in the AFC. And you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to go to Denver and play Pat Mahomes twice a year, play Justin Herbert twice a year, play against a un, a above a, a not, I wouldn't say elite, but a above average quarterback in Derek Carr in the Raiders twice a year. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, nope. uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh. No, I want no part of the AF, I want no part of the AFC West. And keep in mind, the AFC is littered with young quarterbacks who are ascending or already at elite level mm. in Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Joe Burrow. We know we know what Pat Mahomes. We know we see Justin Herbert coming. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, and oh Derek Carr, who's not a young quarterback, but he's still a very good quarterback. Nope. And you want to go play in the AFC? Uh-uh. Mm. Uh-uh. You're better off. You're you're better off. You're better off. Honestly, and as crazy as this may sound, just stay in Green Bay. Mm. Just stay in Green Bay. Cause here's the thing. It's cra- uh, it, nobody's talking about, but it's not far fetched. Cause here's the thing. You know, you know, walking into next year, if he stays in Green Bay, Green Bay is still the team to beat in that division, and it's not even close. Mm. The, the Lions are the Lions. The Bears are the Bears, and the Vikings are basically resetting, rebuilding. How you want to feel about it? They should once again cakewalk to another division title next year if he stays in Green Bay. Why leave and make it hard for you to get back to the Super Bowl? Because you think Brady could retire. Mm. If Brady retires, the Bucks are going to take a, are going to take a step back, whether mm. they might want to admit that or not. Mm. The NFC, the NFC South, let's call it what it is. It's a, it, it's not a joke, but it's a it's a bit of a letdown if you take Brady out because we don't know what the Saints are going to do. Nobody, I, no. Um, um, Jody, no offense here, because I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing at QB at Cooperstown more for Matt Ryan things of that nature. The Panthers, the Panthers are no, the Panthers are are mad or below average. Honestly, his best option if you want, if you want to quote unquote leave Green Bay and maybe not go to the AFC, it may sound crazy or far fetched. Washington could be an option mm. because Washington had Washington has Washington has a defense. No, the weapons are there. Like I said, cool. you have the Cowboys in the, in the NFC, but, uh, or, but and you have you have Philly, and Philly's really good. But like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Mm. So, I mean, there are better. I mean, there are there are options that that are somewhat better than Denver. Okay, just because it's based on divisions or what team may may not look like heading into next year. Okay, look at what's your guess. I'm not. Look at what's your guess. No, hold on, give me some. Okay. Oh, go to Taz, because Taz wanted to, Taz was saying something funny right there about the guard. And also, Taz, I wouldn't shake your Eagles. I, I, I would give you credit. I was just saying, I think Washington is a viable option. And Philly could be an option, too. But I don't know. I think Philly may try to keep Jalen Hurts long term, too. So there's that. Yeah. Um. I, to be honest, I just think before uh, I get the Tom Brady, but. Um, Rodgers might go to Denver because of the offensive coordinator for the Packers is a head coach. 
only had one decent season with the Jaguars and Blake Borders with that, but that team was stacked with his talent all over that offense with it, and then became and reverted back to who Daniel Hackett is, which is not a very, very revered offensive coordinator. Very vanilla, not innovative at all. So, the Daniel Hackett and the Broncos are banking on that, and I don't think that's going to be enough to convince Aaron Rodgers when he has options like the Steelers, he could have the option with Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Tennessee could emerge in terms of an option for them, considering that they'll feel that they are quarterback away with this, and they know how far they would go with Ryan Tannehill. So, this is what it is. The Saints would have been a really intriguing option, but Sean Payton was drunk in his whole press conference and is ready to take a whole year break from coaching mm. and see with it. So, I, I could say the option best with that, and Green Bay would be sensible with that, yeah. and going to the Steelers won't be a warm weather climate at all, No, but I think that, for me, it's 50-50 at the moment between the Packers and the Steelers for him, because the Steelers, that offensive line did improve over the course of the season, Vince, and they know that they need to further solidify that further and further, but they have everything else. They have the receivers. They have the running back. They have the defense. They certainly have all the tools to really be dangerous and to add him to their roster. And him and Mike Tomlin, mm. you know, we flirt eyes all the way like they were about to come or marry that first sight and some shit. Like that right there, man, I think is, to me, that destination he would go to if it's not um, the Packers. And also, people want to still try to fold around because the Niners own him. Ooh, imagine how wild that would be if the Niners had the interest again for him and decided to make that play happen. But, but Andrew, my only pushback, though, with Pittsburgh is, like, their division is not getting any weaker. Cincinnati's going to be better. Baltimore, Baltimore is going to improve this roster. Baltimore's going to be better. The only question mark, if you, depending on how you want to say it, is Cleveland because of, because of Baker Mayfield. But, and like, that division is so tough, top to bottom. That's why I say, like, the AFC is literally, that's why I say, like, that's my only pushback with Pittsburgh. Like, what everything else you tell Pittsburgh makes sense, but because, like, their division is so tough, top to bottom, with everybody else, like, that would be very tough. And it wouldn't be, like, easy for Rodgers, like, walk in and easy and win that division like a cakewalk game because, no, Baltimore and Cincinnati are, are, going, to, are going to be really good well, next year. Well, Garrett, That's I my only pushback with Pittsburgh. I would say real quick with that, that I don't think for me Aaron Rodgers is going to like fear going to any division because the end goal is in the playoffs is winning those playoff games, whether you have the home field or... Hello, everybody. Uh, w- welcome to... The, well, my name is Vince. Um, is this, I'm just going to honor Kobe real quick. I got my, my buddy uh, Jody and Patrick and Tez. Um... I just want to honor Kobe right now because obviously two days ago, um, you know, the, uh, the two uh, two days ago from two years ago, uh, we there was a, there there was the helicopter accident. Obviously, it was uh, R.A.P. Kobe, R.A.P. is daughter Gigi and the rest of the people that died in, died in the helicopter uh, crash. Um, man, it's, I I can't believe it's been two years, man. Um, uh, it's it's just it's, it's it's tragic. I'm I'm sad still. Um, you know, it's, it's just, man, um, you know, Kobe is my idol, 
Uh, man, Gigi was going to be a star in the league. She got recruited by UConn and, the, and I forget other colleges, but she was going to be a star. Same with her other teammates. Um, Kobe is my auto, man. He's my GOAT. I have him in my wall. Uh, he inspired me, man, because to, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Two years ago, listen, I was on my bed. I saw, I mean, I was on my bed. My buddy of my, um, I had a notification. Uh, my, I, my friend tweet, retweeted it. It was TMZ. It said, how, uh, it said Kobe died in uh, a helicopter accident. I, I couldn't believe it. I went downstairs, went outside. Uh, I told my mom about it. Um, you know, I told her what TMZ said. And she, she said TMZ usually doesn't lie. So, man, I was crushed, man. I was not, I was not myself. Um, that was not, that was not a good year for me that year, man. I was, I was, I lost my grandma that year. I lost my other grandma that other year. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it real. Uh, I, I, you know, I almost gave up, um, my career with podcasting after that year because I was dealing with, with, uh, with shit that year, man. But you know what? Kobe and his words was in my head that year because I, when I heard what Kobe said, said on this message, Kobe's message inspired me, what he said right here. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, always work hard once you find it please know i'm thinking of you supporting you and encouraging you always listen man never give up your dream man that's why i have the mom i got the mentality man because that, that told me that's not to give up my dream that's so far for me so far in 2022 it's going good for me right now man i got i got a, i got two networks going right now i'm in a, i'm in the 265 meeting with our test so listen i'm not gonna stop my number one dream of podcasting so that message with ever kobe it, it inspired me man so R.A.P. Kobe, R.A.P. G.G. and the rest of the people that died in the helicopter, man. It's just, I mean, I'm just, I, I wish I can cry right now, but I, I just can't right now. So, um, um, so, uh, uh, Jody, what do you have to say? And how did you find out about what happened two years ago, bro? Um, not much to say about R.A.P. Kobe, G.G. and the seven other I was with my cousins. We were driving to a store, and my little brother texted me and called me and told me what happened. It was crazy, you know. But uh, hey, like like that video you just played, he inspired a lot. He still has it. He still will be. He's a goat, man. He is the greatest. He's a he's a sole reason why I started loving basketball. Why I'll always love basketball, you know. So and just sports in general. He's the best man. I'm so sad that it had to end that way, but. God has He has answers for everything So this just has to push us harder than ever You know, because he wouldn't want his fans To be sad And be sorrow about everything He would want us to keep pushing forward And keep going harder than ever, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep, keep it pushing, keep it pushing with your dreams Absolutely Pat, what's going on man? Um, and how'd you find out when, uh, From two years ago, bro? Yeah, man, I was actually at work with a couple buddies of mine, and we saw it come on the TV at work, and we, we all looked at each other like, this got to be like a sick joke. There's no way this happened. And I think the impact of Kobe is far beyond basketball, and the reason for this is because 
the whole world felt like it stopped, right? Like yeah. when he first passed, everybody was like, people from all teams, Celtics fans, I'm a big Celtics fan, even I was like heartbroken by the news for all the victims involved. And you just see the different impacts that he had on and off the court because there's people who don't even watch basketball. They heard about the news and were like shocked and, and just heartbroken. So I remember that day, man. I think it's a day that will be stuck in my head as a memory um, of Kobe Bryant passing away. And I, I hope that him and all the victims are, you know, their families have been had enough time to mourn and, and he will never be forgotten and neither will any other people involved in that accident. Absolutely. Garrett, how'd you find out, bro, from two years ago? Um, I was literally, I was at home I was watching TV. I think I was actually doing this at the time. Go figure with that. And um, I got the, I got the, I got the notification on um, like my ESPN app that you know uh, there was a, you know, like there was a crash and you know Kobe was involved and things of that nature. And then you know as more, as details uh, came out and things of that nature, it was they said oh. Kobe had died along with, you know, a, ho- of, um, a host of others, including his own daughter. So, um, it was like when it, as they just, when all these things came out, I was just like, what's going on? I didn't believe it. Similar to what Pat said. I was like, no, this is, this is not happening. This is not happening. But as, you know, reality said in the rest of the day, I was like, nah, this is really happening. We're literally about to lose arguably a a Hall of Fame player but who was turning was almost working on a set a great post career um early on given um given the fact what he was doing outside of basketball, not playing but it was just a crazy day when it happened. I was at I was at home when it happened but it's still like, you know, shocking. The not the fact the fact that it, we lost him, but how we lost him. Right. It was uh, unfortunate, but, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Yep. But um, that one, I, that one I still can't explain. Yep, yep. Andrew, how'd you find out, bro, from two years ago, bro? And welcome. Andrew. All right, Taz, you can go. How'd you find out, bro? Um, I was at work and I got off early, and one of my coworkers said, "Did you know that Kobe died?" And I'm thinking that one of our employees uh passed away, cause his name is Kobe, but it's, it's spelled with a K. Um, or or C, some shit like that. Um. Then I looked on my phone, and it was Kobe, Kobe Bryant, and I say there is no way. Um, it's it's crazy that we lost a legend in two years. It's, it's crazy how you know one of the greatest basketball players and Gigi is gonna be on the rise to take over the league. It's it's really sad. Uh, Pray for the Bryant family. You know, it's it's kind of tough to talk yep. about it. I, I I'm not gonna lie. 
No, I feel you. I just had to do it for a podcast, bro, because that's, that's my idol, man, and I just had to do it, you know what yeah. I mean? But, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, Andrew, you there? That's nah, all good. It's all good. Uh, I appreciate everybody for, you know, for uh, for saying everything, and, uh, you know, R.E.P. Kobe, Kobe being Brian the Mamba, Mamba mentality, we love you, bro, and uh, I just gotta get, I just have to get it out of my chest with everybody, so now we can go on with the NFL podcast, R.E.P. Kobe and G.G. and the rest of the People that died from how got there. IEP. All right. 24 seconds real quick. Moment of silence.